Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Yankee Stadium. They win the final game 5 to 2 to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees with this 9 to nothing crusher have won their 17th World Series. The Yankees again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. What's going on, Yankee fan? Welcome back to another episode of the Chase for 28 podcast. This is episode 51, the Barney Williams episode. And I'm alone. My podcast, Paisano AJ, is not with us on this episode, so it's just going to be you and me talking Yankee baseball. AJ will certainly be back on the next episode. Um, Before I forget, let me give you this episode's Yankee trivia question. In 1999, the Red Sox and Yankees finally played each other in the postseason in the American League Championship Series. Who was the MVP of that ALCS? I will have that answer coming up for you before this episode is through. Okay, let's dive into Yankee baseball of late because, let's be honest, the Yankees have sucked. All right, we are post-trade deadline, so we've got a couple of things that we need to address, recap, let me give you my thoughts on. First, here are the players that the Yankees acquired before or at the trade deadline. We now have outfielder Andrew Benintendi. AJ and I talked about that in the last episode. We welcomed right-handed relief pitcher from the Chicago Cubs, Scott Efros. We welcomed right-handed starter, Frankie Montas. Left-handed, I'm uh, sorry, right-handed pitcher and reliever, Lou Trevino. That's right. Now we have Trevino and Trevino, and it wasn't too long after Lou was acquired that we had Trevino to Trevino. We saw the trading away of Joey Gallo to the Los Angeles Dodgers for right-handed pitcher Clayton Beater. And in a surprise move, and I'm sorry that AJ's not here to talk about it with me, the Yankees traded Jordan Montgomery to the St. Louis Cardinals for currently IL outfielder, (laughs) currently on the IL outfielder, Harrison Bader, who is uh, currently suffering from plantar fasciitis. And that was a very surprising move. Benintendi, first, let's go back here. We've had Benintendi for about two weeks now, and he's starting to come on, right? He is hitting He is getting on base. It'll come. Don't worry. He is a professional, right? Efros, I'm I'm sure it's going to work out. I mean, he's got 
some electric stuff out of the bullpen. So hopefully he is going to be able to fill the hole created by the loss of Michael King. And then we have Montas, who, let's be honest, he crapped the bed in his Yankee debut. So I don't know if, you know, the long layoff because he was on the bereavement list and hadn't pitched affected him. But, you know, he gave up six runs in three innings pitched against the Cardinals in what was, you know, I anticipated. And, you know, from talking with AJ, you know, we anticipated, all right, two games lost to the Cardinals. Montas make his debut and let's get something magical and let's end the streak. But no, we're sitting here looking at a Yankee team that is in the midst of a five game losing streak dating back to two straight losses to the Mariners who, oh, by the way, they face today as they go out to the West Coast. But to this Montgomery trade, a little puzzling because it was put out into the press that, you know, Jordan Montgomery, you know, when you looked at it, wouldn't have a place on this team in the postseason, wouldn't be able to slot into the rotation, you know, because we're looking at the likes of Garrett Cole, Montas, uh, Severino, Nestor Cortez, you know, are you going to need a fifth starter? So Jordan Montgomery became expendable. All right. And, you know, it was it was tough to watch his his press conference with the New York media as he was, you know, going out the door. I liked him. He's a left-hander. And, you know, I always had visions of him, you know, turning into, you know, the next great Yankee left-hander, a la Andy Pettit. And over the course of Jordan Montgomery's career, you know, he suffered from the Yankees don't score, which is obviously not easy to be successful when, you know, the team isn't scoring for you. Okay, he debuted with the Yankees in 2017 at age 24, where he went nine and seven. Uh, in 2018, he was two and zero. Oh. Uh, in 2019, he didn't have a win loss record. He only logged four innings. He was hurt. Uh, in the 2020 season, he was two and three. In 2021, he was six and seven. Okay, and you know this year he was three and three, and now he's one and zero. Oh. With the Cardinals, with the Yankees in his six years, he was 22 and 20 with a 3.94 ERA in 98 games, and he started 97 of those games. So I think he was a pretty serviceable left-hander. And now he's gone for an outfielder who, like I said, is on the injured list. Now, Gallo going to the Dodgers, great. Okay, he wasn't hitting you know, as Michael Kay said on a broadcast, in, in his time as a Yankee, in what amounted to basically, you know, 365 calendar days, he was like the worst Yankee of all time. Uh, there were other articles written that maybe Joey Gallo was the worst acquisition under Brian Cashman since 1998. Now, I'm sure if we took the time, we could find some other moves that didn't work out for the Yankees, but certainly Gallo did not work out, and I think he's batting like... He's bad. He's doing better with the with the Dodgers. Um, but I did see something out there that, you know, this season in total with Gallo not in the lineup. And now this includes with him not on the team that the Yankees are under 500 with him out of the lineup. Now, I'm sure we could make the numbers do anything we want them to do. 
So I'm not really concerned with the loss of Joey Gallo. What I do want to see certainly is I want to see Frankie Montas bounce back in his second start as a Yankee this week, coming up probably not against the Mariners, but probably in Boston this weekend. We need to see him come out and, you know, be strong. Um, where do we go next? The summer slump. All right. I think something since like June 24th, the Yankees are an under 500 ball club. I think they're like something like 18 and 20, 18 and 22. So they're playing under 500. And there was a point in the season where I know we talked about, you know, if the Yankees from this point forward only played 500 baseball, they'll still be like, you know, a 95 to 100 win team based on the amount of success that this team experienced at the start of the season. But here we are. The Yankees are not playing good baseball. Has the chemistry been disrupted? Will the likes of Andrew Benintendi, Efros, Montas, Trevino, um, will these guys make the impact? Has the clubhouse been disrupted? Right? Something else I have here in my notes, has the Cole train been derailed? I said early in the season that Garrett Cole is not the ace we thought we were getting. And he certainly has not consistently been that ace pitcher. You know, I've been watching the the captain documentary and in, in episode five or six, I forget which, they finally get to, you know, 2009 and the Yankees bringing in CeCe Sabathia and A.J. Burnett and Mark Teixeira and how, I mean, you look at those starts by Sabathia in the 2009 season and... You know, I might take 2009 Sabathia over current Garrett Cole. And I don't know that, I mean, Garrett Cole is pitching better this year than he did last year, but he is not the same pitcher. I'm not saying he is broken down in any way. I don't think he's injured, but I, it's, I'm not impressed with Garrett Cole this season. And, you know, come playoff time, I, I think it's a fair debate. Do you run Garrett Cole out there for game one of a series or do you run Nestor Cortez out there? Or if we see what Montas does here in August and September, does Frankie put himself in a position to be a game one or starter? Again, has the Cole train been derailed? Aaron Hicks continues to be a mystery and an enigma. Uh, I, I, there was talk in the media that the Yankees may have had a deal in place for one of the Marlins pitchers where Hicks would have been or could have been a part of that deal and that, you know, Kim Ang, the GM of the Marlins, pulled out basically, you know, literally at the last minute and, you know, we did not see Aaron Hicks on the move. Whether or not that's reality, who knows, but I certainly wouldn't have been somebody who was missing Aaron Hicks if he got traded at the trade deadline. Now, all is not bad in Yankee land. Judge VP, Judge VP, Aaron Judge continues to have a monster season. He is the American League MVP. He will be the American League MVP. All right. Judge through 105 games this season has 465 plate appearances. 399 at bats. He has scored 91 runs. That leads 
the uh, the major league. He has scored 91 runs. He has 120 hits, 18 doubles, no triples. He's got really got to step his game up. He's got 43 home runs. That leads all of Major League Baseball. He's got 97 RBIs. Again, that leads all of Major League Baseball. He's got 11 stolen bases. He's slugging 669. That leads all of Major League Baseball. His OPS is 1.058. That leads all of Major League Baseball. His OPS plus is 196. That leads all of Major League Baseball. Total bases, 267. You guessed it. That leads all of Major League Baseball. Aaron Judge needs to sign a contract with the Yankees. I believe that Aaron Judge will sign a multi-year contract with the Yankees. And since AJ's not here to fight me on it, again, I'm putting it out there. Give him whatever amount of money he wants, but he should only be signing, you know, a five to six year deal. Okay. Maybe it's five years with a player option. Maybe it's just a straight up six year deal. Take him through his age 36 season. And then in the next six years, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, we're putting up a 28th World Series this year and, you know, 29 and 30, maybe 31. Let's be uh, happily optimistic. And, you know, let, let's let's do this, right? And again, Judge is certainly a bright spot on this team. Uh, you know, he, he tried to beat the Cardinals this weekend, uh, but, you know, the rest of the team obviously fell short. And in this last week, the Yankees are one and five. Okay, as we're talking about this team, they are currently 70 and 39. They're still in first place in the AL East. They lead Toronto by nine and a half games. And it's been a very long time since the Yankee lead in the division was single digits, but still a healthy nine and a half game lead. They lead Houston by half a game for best record in the American League. And that is super important. Okay. The Yankees need to be the top team in the American League going into the playoffs. For that American League Championship Series, I don't want to see the Yankees on the road in a game seven. They need to be the top team in the league so that way they've got home field advantage throughout the American League playoffs. And as I'm recording this uh, in terms of Major League Baseball, they have fallen behind the Dodgers. Uh, They are five games back of having the best record in Major League Baseball. Now, very easily, this Yankee team can click. And I believe they are going to click. Okay, we are still early here in the month of August. It's only August 8th, right? We've got a long way to go. There's still plenty of baseball to play. Okay, so don't worry. We're 109 games into the season. It's going to be fine. This team is going to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of between now and the end of the season, do they right the ship? Do they recapture the magic? And I believe that they will. And you should too. There is no doubt. Okay. And hopefully you get the opportunity to get out to a game. Now, I myself have not yet been able to get to a Yankee game this season. AJ's been to a couple of games. Uh, But let me tell you, if you're looking for tickets, you got to go out and get the SeatGeek app. Okay. SeatGeek is a supporter of the Chase for 28 podcast. And if you use our promo code, Chase for 28 at checkout, you can get $20 off your first purchase. To get the SeatGeek app, go to chasefor28.com slash 
SeatGeek. And again, use our promo code CHASE for 28 at checkout, and you will get $20 off your first purchase. Hopefully, you use that promo code, get yourself some tickets to a Yankee game. And AJ and I want to thank SeatGeek for supporting our podcast. Now, as we look away and we look ahead to the upcoming schedule of games, today is Monday the 8th, and the Yankees are in Seattle for a three-game series against the Mariners. We are going to get a rematch of Cole and Castillo, who the Yankees did not get, which is super frustrating, maybe. So what do we got here going on? In this series, just to kind of preview it and tease it out a bit, we've got uh, tonight we've got Tyone, who is 10-2, and two, and he's on the hill as the Yankees look to avoid a six-game losing streak. Uh, tomorrow we get Cole versus Castillo, and on Tuesday we get Cortez versus Robbie Ray. Uh, that's on Wednesday. All right. Uh, actually, let me take this time to let you know that uh, this podcast, we've got a Facebook group that is growing. Okay. If you go to chasefor28.com slash Facebook, you can join our Facebook group and we're starting to have some good conversations in there. So just use that link. Come on over and uh, AJ or myself will approve you to come in and you can join the Yankee conversation. Let me give a shout out to some of our new Facebook group members. So I want to say what's up to Chris and Jim and Angelo and Joe and Vinny and Ryan and Maria and Michael and Joel and Joe and Steph and Jennifer, uh, Joe and Caesar and Tina and Glenn and Dana and Brianna and Deanna and Neil, Mike, Lynn and Thomas. Welcome to the Facebook group. Hopefully you're listening and uh, we appreciate that very, very much. All right. After Seattle, the Yankees go to Boston, August 12th through the 14th. And, you know, the Yankees have kind of owned the Red Sox. I mean, the last series was not that successful. But again, we're looking at a Red Sox team that is having a putrid season. And anytime we have the opportunity to kind of step on the Red Sox throats and, you know, beat them into submission, you know, they're two games under 500 going into today. They're 54 and 56. They are 16 and a half games out. Life is good. Um, so there you go. Let's beat up on the Mariners and let's beat up on the Red Sox this week. A little bit of a programming note. We are going to be delayed in our next episode. So our next episode is probably going to come your way on August 20th. So think about the Mariners, think about the Red Sox and their schedule the following week and get us that feedback. All right. Uh, we had feedback from Marv in our last episode. And actually, you know what? We did get some feedback uh, for this episode. Uh, we got feedback from the Edwin Diaz Entrance Song Fan Club. Right. And I want to thank the Edwin Diaz Entrance Song Fan Club for sending me the Edwin Diaz Entrance Song in the voicemail. I know who you are. And I laughed a little bit. But send us some audio feedback, folks. Go to chasefor28.com slash voicemail, and we want to get your thoughts on the show. Or we can put some comments in here from the Facebook group. That would certainly be fun to do. Um, 
Real quick before we say adios for this episode, let's go back to our Yankee trivia question for the episode. And the question was, in 1999, the Yankees and Red Sox finally played each other in the postseason. And that was in the ALCS. Who was the MVP of that series? And if you selected Orlando El Duque Hernandez, you would be correct. El Duque won the award for his two starts in the series, going 1-0 with a 1.80 ERA in 15 innings. He led the Yankees to a 4-1 series victory over the Red Sox. The only game that Boston won that series was by Pedro Martinez, who had 12 strikeouts in seven innings in Game 3. The Yankees won Game 1 with a walk-off home run by Bernie Williams, and uh, in the bottom of the 10th inning, off Ron Beck. Obviously, we know the Yankees went on to beat the Braves in the World Series, but El Duque's performance was MVP for the ALCS. All right. want to thank you for listening to this solo episode of the Chase for 28 podcast. You got opinions? First thing you could do, maybe email us, feedback at chasefor28.com, or go out and join that Facebook group, chasefor28.com slash Facebook. You can also connect with the show on Twitter at chasefor28pod. And I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Send us voicemails for any episode. Go to chasefor28.com slash voicemail. And if you want to support the show, first, tell another Yankee fan about the podcast. Spreading it via word of mouth is the best way you can help our show grow. You can also become a legend. Visit chasefor28.com slash legend and go grab that merch. Go to chasefor28.com slash merch and pick up some gear, rep it at the stadium. And of course, thank you to SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Visit chasefor28.com slash SeatGeek and use our promo code chasefor28 at checkout and get $20 off your first purchase. I miss AJ. We'll be back together on the next episode. Until next time, for the Chase for 28 podcast, see ya.